time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. We got to get it right. That's what we're talking about on today's show, getting it right, those irreversible financial decisions. We've only got one shot, so we got to make sure it's right the first time around. We're going to talk about that coming up on today's show. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy. He is the founder and certified financial planner at CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware and Chester County areas with an office in Chad's Ford, PA on Route 52. You can find us online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, it's good to be with you this week. What's going on in your world? Uh, Walter, let's see. It's a Monday morning, and uh, the Eagles just won a, a football game yesterday. They're three and zero, so I'm pretty happy. I'm a, a definitely an Eagles fan. I think uh, 99% of the you know, inhabitants of the Philadelphia area, you know, love the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, there's talk of a Super Bowl, uh, way too premature, but you know, it always makes it a better Monday when the Eagles win. Many weeks to go, but if you could bottle up this feeling right now, I'm sure a lot of folks in the area would be uh, very happy about that, wouldn't they? Absolutely. <laughs> I uh, have a, had a friend who said if you could just bottle the energy of of dogs, you know, just just take dogs and bottle that happiness and bottle that energy and sell it, you'd you'd be a you know cajillionaire because dogs have life figured out for sure. Same thing on a Monday after your favorite team wins on a Sunday afternoon. Just bottle that feeling up. It's a good way to start the week, and uh, you'd be in pretty good shape, I think. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're going to talk about some irreversible financial decisions today because there's a lot of decisions that you'll make in retirement planning that can't be undone. And so we want to make sure that we make the right call the first time around because often there is only one time around. And so in this uh, episode, we're going to explain why these top four decisions that can't be undone are so important. Now, there may be a caveat or two in here as we go, but for the most part, we're categorizing these all as irreversible financial decisions. So Charles, let's start in the social security realm. And when you start social security is kind of an irreversible financial decision, right? Sure. I mean, um, I think the rule is that when you start your social security, you can reverse it, you know, up to like the first 12 months, but after like, you know, the 12th month, uh, you can't pay it back. And, you know, I mean, maybe you can can suspend it after that, but by and large, um, you know, if somebody starts it at 62 and then they get like, you know, to full retirement age, say four or five years later and realize they made a mistake, I mean, it's definitely too late. I mean, um, you know, the break even is, you know, for people that are single is like 82 to 84. And what I mean by that, Walter, is whatever you get at age 62, you multiply by the number of months until you say you're 84, that total cumulative benefit will probably equal the same amount of money that if you started at 66 and you multiply it by the number of months and then you reach age 84. So the cumulative benefit by and large will be the same up until maybe age 84, right? However, you know, there's a lot of caveats. I mean, caveat could be like, hey, if you take it early at 62 and you're still working and you make over $19,000 in change, you might have to get some of that social security benefit back. Also, some of that social security benefit could be taxable depending upon your other income. So um, I guess the point I want to make is like, that is probably the most critical decision most people make in retirement is when and how to get their social security benefits, because it's not just one decision, one mistake. It's really, if you live 25 years, it could be 300 mistakes. So that's so critical when and how you claim your social security benefit. That's a big question on the agenda for sure. Social security, want to make sure we get that choice right, because it's something that could impact you for 
10, 20, 30, 40 or more years in retirement. So it's one that has lasting impacts. So get it right the first time around. Make sure you evaluate that with a professional. Another one here, Charles, electing spousal benefits on your pension or or the opposite of that, I suppose, not electing spousal benefits on your pension. Uh, Why is that an irreversible financial decision? Well, I think once the first payment is, um, you know, is credited to your account, like, you know, you're the pensioner and you decide that, hey, I just want single life only, not my spouse added on to that, and you get the higher benefit, that's generally speaking irreversible. So you really got to get that decision right. I remember probably about five plus years ago, uh, we had a client come into my office. Uh, his name was Lee. Her name was Linda. Linda worked for um, like a school. She was a school teacher, had a nice pension uh, when she retired at age 65. The benefit, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was only maybe about 180, let's call it $200 a month difference in benefits. So if she were to get, and I'm making a number up because I don't have it in front of me, Walter, but let's just say her pension was $2,800 a year, $2,800 a month just for a single person, and maybe $2,600 a month adding her husband in the event that she died, he would get the benefit of $2,600 a month. Well, she was like, you know, hey, I want that extra $200 a month. Um, I worked all these years, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, you know, uh, you know, you're the client, so you're going to make the ultimate decision. But I looked at her husband who was at our table and I said, uh, Lee, if I were you, I would pay her $200 a month for the rest of my life so that she makes the right decision to add you as a beneficiary of this account. Because even though you're pretty much the same age and generally speaking, the woman may, you know, uh, live longer than the, the man. I really believe that if I was in your position, I would want to make sure that this benefit that, you know, she worked for all her life really includes me. So they ultimately made a decision to, you know, do the joint life expectancy instead of single life. And uh, for a lot of people, unless one of the spouses is, is a lot older or in poor health, I think that's probably, you know, the safest decision. So that's like, that's, that's a really big deal. And um, I can see where if there was a second marriage and people have individual families where that might not, you know, be the decision that someone would make, but by and large, a traditional family where husband and wife have their children and they want to protect each other, uh, electing a spousal benefit, you know, is, is probably not a bad thing. All right, that's two down. Social Security, starting that and electing those spousal benefits, two irreversible financial decisions. Get them right the first time around. If you've got questions about that, by the way, reach out to Charles at 610-388-7705 or online at cpweldygroup.com. You can also find contact info in the description of today's show. Our third point, our third irreversible financial decision to cover on today's episode is getting life insurance. Now, this one is uh, a bit perplexing to me, at least right on the surface, Charles, because it seems like life insurance isn't irreversible. You can buy, if I don't buy it today, I can buy it tomorrow. So that was sort of reversible. And if I, you know, buy it tomorrow, I can, you know, sell it the next day or not pay for it the next day. Or, you know, it, it seems like you can get out of those kinds of things if you need to. So where's the irreversible part? Well, I mean, there's a saying, uh, it says that money pays for the policy, but good health buys the policy. So there's people 
as they age, um, obviously, like, you know, we're all human. And, you know, as we get older, the body isn't as strong or healthy as it was when we were younger, generally speaking. So the insurance companies know this. So the rates as you get older are higher because most of these policies are one year term rates. So the older you are, the more expensive the policy is. We have an example. Uh, we're working on a case now where the husband is 84 and the wife is 79. They have a really large estate. So we're just trying to create a life insurance policy outside the estate that would save the family estate taxes. And generally speaking, you know, uh, if you have a joint policy where, hey, the policy doesn't pay until the second person passes away, the expenses are cheaper because as a general rule, they're based on the lower of the two the two's ages. So even though the gentleman's 84 and the wife is 79, you know, a joint policy, the costs are lower. But in this instance, what happened, Walter, was the 84-year-old gentleman, his health wasn't the greatest. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't the greatest. So the policy was rated. And what R-A-T-E-D, rated. So what we determined was like, hey, it might just be more advantageous to have the policy on the 79-year-old spouse. Uh, what's my point here? My point here is that life insurance, and I used to think that, hey, once you hit, say, age 65, uh, you know what, life insurance is too expensive. But that's not true anymore because the life insurance cost is really determined on the difference between the death benefit and the cash value. So if I have a half a million dollar death benefit and my cash value is 300000 I mean, I'm only getting charged insurance on $200,000, the amount at risk for the insurance company. Do you follow that? I follow that, yeah. Yeah, so, and a lot of these policies, some of the earnings of the policies are really based upon, quote, the stock market, where, hey, maybe if things go well, you might maybe be able to make as much as eight, 9%. If things go to hell in a handbasket, you don't lose anything. So my point is that some of these policies really could be making like a tax-free rate of return if they're designed properly, say a 5% a year. And realistically, um, you know, getting life insurance at a later age could be a, a benefit for people that design their, their policy properly. But again, I think the, the key about irrevocable is like, hey, once that health issue comes into play and you're rated, the cost benefit of life insurance may not, you know, be uh, as good as it is uh, for someone that's, you know, in fairly good shape. I think that's a great point to make there, Charles. Thanks for the explanation about life insurance in that role. All right. Last but not least, irreversible financial decisions, choosing a retirement date. I guess you technically can undo that if you re retire and choose that retirement date, but it kind of undoes a lot of important stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, you want to make sure you have, you know, enough money saved for a 25, 30 year retirement, assuming you're retired in your mid to late 60s. And um, I don't know if you remember, but years ago, probably 10 years ago, ING had a commercial on TV and it was called What's Your Number? Do you remember that? What's your number? Yeah, like it, the people walking around with the number, that kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So everybody has different numbers because everybody has different lifestyles. Everybody has different degrees of like, you know, social security benefits. Maybe some people have pensions, others don't. But everybody has a number. And, um, you know, in an earlier podcast, I talked about how I arrive at the number. I determine your monthly income gap. I multiply it by 10%. I mean, not by 10%, by 12 months. Then I divide that by four and a half percent and I get a figure that will actually like tell me like ballpark, hey, 
you know, are they close to this? Do they exceed this? You know, do they have to work more to get to this number? So I would say choosing a retirement date really has a lot to do with like, hey, what's the gap between what you really need to sustain a 25, 30 year retirement and what you have now? So choosing a retirement date is pretty critical because, again, once you decide to retire and you leave a job, yeah, maybe there's a consulting job somewhere in the industry available for you. But as a general rule, you're probably not going to make the same income and uh, it's probably going to be less predictable than having your W-2 salary. Well, Charles, all great information today on these irreversible financial decisions. Uh, before we wrap up today, I'm curious if we can just spend a quick moment. You know, I throw out at the beginning of uh, most of these podcasts the fact that you're the founder of CP Weldy Group, but that you're also a certified financial planner. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means, why it's important, and how that ties into helping people make these kinds of decisions that we've talked about on the show today? Yeah. So I, you know, I would say this, like, you know, I'm kind of proud that, you know, I'm both a CPA and a certified financial planner because in retirement, I think, you know, a lot of like advisors miss the boat, so to speak, because they really concentrate on maybe accumulating uh, your assets a little bit higher or more, and they're really not focused on the tax angle of it. So, um, you know, the ability to maybe like integrate tax planning and financial planning is unique and, um, you know, work in people's tax brackets. Uh, so, I, you know, I really believe in my heart that, you know, no matter how smart I think I am, that I can't add alpha. And alpha is like, hey, if the market does five and you can create alpha of one, you can get your client six. Well, there's no way, you know, uh, that I can create alpha for clients. I mean, I just don't believe that it's easy to achieve. And if you achieve it, it's not consistent. But I really do believe, Walter, that I can create tax alpha. And what tax alpha is, is like, hey, you know, if I can like get rid of your partner, Uncle Sam, sooner rather than later, if I can make sure that instead of like taking 125 hours out of your IRA account to get $100 after taxes, that I can take $100 out of your Roth account. Uh, you know, if I can strategically um, allocate your assets in such a way that you're always in the 12% or less tax bracket, never paying capital gains. I know in my heart of hearts, I can create tax alpha. So I think that that's probably the real value added with what we do here at the CP Weldy Group. You know, we're, we're going to tell the truth at all times. I mean, we love what we do. We can put you in a diversified portfolio. We can put it in different buckets depending upon the time the money will be needed. But by and large, you know, we can monitor your expenses and optimize your portfolio uh, in terms of tax alpha. And, you know, the only thing else we can control is the expenses on your investments. So being a CPA and also being a certified financial planner, having the ability to integrate, you know, finance and taxes, I think is a really powerful one-two punch. Absolutely. Uh, Combining that certified financial planner and CPA powers together is uh, just an excellent benefit, I think, to a lot of investors and savers out there. Uh, Definitely a way to create tax-efficient retirement plans, and that's what you specialize in, and also helping address all the kinds of decisions we talked about on today's show plus so much more. And so if you'd like to tap into that knowledge and work with somebody who uh, has those unique qualifications to help you get to and through retirement, pick up the phone, give Charles a call. 610-388-7705 is that number. We're online at cpweldygroup.com. And you can always find the contact info for Charles in the description of today's show as well. Charles, thank you for all the help on the program. And we'll look forward to another good one next time around. 
Thank you, Walter. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. We enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for tuning in and joining us on this edition of Reengineering Your Finances. We'll talk to everybody again soon. Until then, take care. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.